This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton along with Mike Hanford. Hello. And Tim Kalpakis. What is up? And we are your hosts, the Sloppy Boys. And right. stop. We stop got, everything. We have a new summer due on Whoa. the podcast. No, stop. Don't Jeff do this. Jeff is looking Snippy good. Boy. <laughs> snip, no. snip, no. bitch. No. Yes. I, no. Yes. No. I got a haircut. And look, <laughs> if you show a barber a mm-hmm. picture of hair, uh-huh. You better sh- and say I want it to look like this. It better be long hair. Really? What? They're gonna subtract two or three weeks of growth if you show him a picture. I showed him a picture of me with like semi long hair, and I came out looking like class president, young Republican. No, I don't think cool. so. You, you look, look like, like a, a you like a kind of a future punk guy. Yeah, who you just look like- time traveled. Mm-hmm. Nice. That that sort of punk look that's okay. like you'd fit right in at like a uh, '90s Offspring concert right now. Nice. No, you know who yeah. you look On like, stage? Jeff. You look like no in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you look like uh, David Arquette from uh, Airheads. <laughs> yes, David Arquette from Airheads. You look like a guy who's being held hostage by a you, band. You picked the lamest punk possible. No, not the lamest punk. <laughs> Name a lamer Man. punk. Uh, he. he... <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I was watching a Dune the other day, the old Dune, and Sting Dude, popped up. That's said, right. You look like Sting. That guy has hair goals. Now, Jeff, you got a cool bleachy. Yeah, got a did, little bleachy. Did you do the cool bleach job, or did you do the cool bleach job by yourself and then you just get a snip? I just did the bleach in the bathroom here. You got to bleach first because it really beats the shit out of your hair. And then you go to the hair guy, and he cuts off all the dead tips. The hair guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, hair guy. Can I go on like kind of a viral rant? Sure. Um, Here on the pod? Yeah. What's it going to be about? Or I could I could do it off pod just for you guys. It's going to be about hair and movies. Okay. Do it. Okay. So it, why are all these superhero movies are always too long, right? And Marvel movies are too long. And I always say... Why are you making your movies? Foreign markets. Foreign markets. It's for foreign markets. I told you that, but listen. (laughs) I thought Jeff told me that. No, I told Jeff. Tim told me. I I pulled Jeff aside. I said, I I hopped off the podcast. I was like, Jeff, can I talk to you alone for a second? I was like, Tim, I got a question about Marvel movies. Can you help me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
Um, okay, foreign markets. Love I, you it. know, I'm, I'm watching these movies and it's like, you know, the fucking industry, the whole thing is like, oh, it's hard to make money in movies these days. And then you, you like, yet they're making movies that are too so long that they're not enjoyable. Doing a bad job making the movie because there's yeah. too much movie. So I say mm. make less movie, therefore making the movie better. Save $50 million. Yeah. Do less, do it better. For all I care, if Black Panther were half an hour shorter mm-hmm. and $50 million less, it would be a better movie, right? So mm. they should do that. Now let me tie it in with the hair. You go oh. into a hair place. You say, I just want a little snip. And they give you a big snip. Why are you doing more of your job than I want? More more than I want to pay for? I, I, I Every time I get a haircut, I say... This is going to be so subtle. I don't even want to look like I have a haircut. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, take yep. out the clippers, taper up the bottom a little bit, but really. And then they just take out the shears and hack away for an hour. They mm-hmm. do more work than they were asked, than they were contracted to do. Cut less hair. Cut less hair now. <laughs> and by cutting yeah. more hair, they're keeping you away from the barber longer. Yes, exactly. Next time you come yes, in. they're putting themselves, they're sinking their own industry. I think same thing with are... these superhero movies. They want to sell them abroad, but ain't nobody gonna go much longer in the good old hashtag America. I think I think you, Tim, uh, are have been going to people who love their job and are just like, "Ooh, I love to cut my hair. I'm gonna keep cutting until well, you, gonna... I'm fulfilled." Well, they're probably excited. They see. They're like, "This is what's great about my job. I got a famous comedy writer in my chair, mm. a famous satirist, oh. and his big brained head." Full of stinky Greek hair. <laughs> yeah, I got to be careful with this. I can't. I better not put the uh, scissors right through the frontal lobe of this guy, or else his yeah. career is done. <laughs> frontal lobe. Yeah. Listen to the the bio, the anatomy knowledge. Ah, come on. Ah, hey. Give me a break, huh? Is that enough shit chat? Should we get into the? Boozes? No, that's not enough because I wanted to say uh, <laughs> something about haircuts, which I've now forgotten. Now I will talk about going back to Tim's other point about the long movies. The Super Mario <laughs> Brothers movie is. Yes. About an hour and a half long. Beautiful, Perfect. beautiful. Perfect That's timing. really good. Damn. I'll tell you what else. I saw a hell of a movie last night. Mike, you might have seen it. Puss in Boots, Last Wish. Puss in Boots, I did see. Yes, I did see with Tig. Last Wish? Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, Jeff loved it. Nice. It's funny. It's dynamic. It's got, uh, it's got a lot of pathos in it's it. It's got our very own friend Betsy Sodaro in it. Betsy pops up. Mulaney's mm-hmm. in there. Sure. What more could you, Jeff, ask for? And don't forget, puss. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Shrek's cat. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shrek's cat. Usually when I go in for a... This is the other thing I was going to say. When I go in for a haircut, I just say, comb it, and I head out. That's all I was going to say. Can now, I say that, something, or am I not allowed to talk on the fucking You're allowed phone? to talk freely sure. here. Um, Jeff's new summer do reminded me, hey... I know spring has been springing on this pod for a long time, but we're kind of rounding the... uh, I don't know what it's like in New York, Mike, but LA is sizzly hot. Jeff's getting his hair cut. Snip, Mm -hmm. snip. I went, you know, I went out, I went for a... uh, I did the Frogtown Crawl this weekend where you walk around to all the Frogtown. Very hip part of town because in LA, you don't really get a lot of like businesses is in residential neighborhoods but in frogtown you're walking past houses and ooh, a little vegan cafe oh i'm walking past mm-hmm. more houses ooh, a little brewery but it's all along the la river which 
as much as the LA beautif- River Beautification Society wants you to believe it's beautiful, it's the most hideous fucking shit in the world. But we now have like Spoke is this like bike bicycle bar that's yeah. on the water like, looking out at it. It's like a coffee and, uh, joint. And Lingua Franca, and they have beers too. Uh, the Lingua Franca is like a real hip restaurant with natural wines and all that shit. You're looking out at the water. LA now kind of has a waterfront. I did a crawl where I was drinking a beer at noon. It's hot outside. I'm walking to the next place. Have some orange wine or something. Summer is almost sprung. No, it's not sprung yet, but it's going to. I feel like spring has been springing so long. It probably is summer at this point. If you have a triple spring from spring, you get triple sprung spring leads to summer. Mm -hmm. We, um... Yeah, the weather here, it's that we've had a few 80 degree days, which we all said, oh, that's too much. But boy, this weekend I was out in the park. Let me tell you, I was going to save this for booze news. Central? But I made, huh? Central or Prospect? Fort, Fort Green. Beautiful. I made. That's not one you hear about. No, that's not one you hear about. But still designed by the same guy who did Central and Prospect Park, a man named Olmstead. The Olmstead brothers. Oh, from the guys that brought you Central and Prospect? Cool. <laughs> Olmstead, just one guy named Olmstead. But, but what he, about the other Olmstead brother? There were two of them, no? There were? Well, maybe the other, maybe one wasn't in the park designing business. No, this go is on. the first time hearing about it. Anyway, and I do want to get back to the Olmstead stuff real quick, Jeff. <laughs> uh, real Later in the episode, we do want to get back to that. <laughs> If you must. I made the cocktails for a group. We uh, we were having a picnic, and I made the cocktails. I made the bramble, and everyone loved it. Yes. It's the drink of the summer, baby. Mm-hmm. Go have yourself a bramble ramble. And I did it Hanford's way. No creme de mur, creme de cassis. Oh, Hanford's could, oh, way. Yeah. I like that. Hanford's and I put it a little extra. <laughs> yep. You know, That's right. I love it. I, we want people going for bramble rambles with a Pimm's Cup stopping off for <laughs> Clover Club. And... I want us to give a heartfelt apology to the slopheads that follow us on Instagram. You know, we told them, hey, we said, tag us in your Bramble Rambles. And I I know people are out there taking Brambles for Rambles. I've done a real bad job of staying on top of the Twitter, the Instagram DMs, because when we canceled our tour, we got a lot of kind of an onslaught of messages. So it was like maybe like 300 messages. So yeah, I've not been able to comb through the Instagram as well. Sort of like when I try to find a booze news theme, I do a bad job in the inbox. No. So if you tag no, us does. in a Bramble Ramble and you thought the sloppy boys should have reshared this. Yeah, we should have. But I'm sleeping on the job. Oh, can I can I just piggyback on that thought for a second here Yeah. before we get to the park? Um, <laughs> before we we're get going to back Olmstead. to that, I, I haven't looked anything up. Are we going? Oh back no, to okay. The, the park I googled is it. Olmstead <laughs> Brothers. Uh, once upon a time, Nomad Ice Pops gave us alcoholic ice pops, Hell and yeah. I said, "Thanks, dude. I'm going to gram these." And it's been a year, and they're still in my freezer, and I still haven't grammed them. Damn. He actually sent sent uh, two rounds. Tim, I have a bag for you too. I love that for me. But uh, we got to get around to gramming those Nomads. Sorry, Nomads. We do, and let me tell you this. Frederick Olmsted was a famous landscape architect, had two sons, Frederick Jr. and John. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Frederick Law Olmsted was the guy who who did the parks, and Olmsted Jr. was his son. So the two boys that I'm talking about, what did they do for a living? They don't have to. They didn't do jack shit. Their dad did parks. 
No, they they did stuff. They they did stuff too. It looks like the the two brothers, John Charles Olmsted and Frederick Law Olmsted, did landscaping. I like this. I well. I think that <laughs> landscaping. They mowed the park. It's cool. <laughs> it, it, along with our theme of uh, spring has sprung and bramble rambles and all that. Landscape architecture is a very interesting profession. And when you really look at a park, New York has some beautiful parks. LA, quite frankly, has the biggest municipal park in America. Griffith is within the city limits entirely. And there's no bigger park that is within a city limits like that. Wow. But I could see slopheads like going into parks and admiring the landscape architecture while they get drunk. Yeah, it's not sure. it's not bad, and you do kind of have to think like, oh yeah, somebody had to design all this stuff. You know, yeah, sure. Frederick Senior had to design all this. Mm-hmm. Frederick Olmsted, Frederick Law Olmsted Senior, designed the Chicago's World Fair Park uh, landscape. That's how oh. I know him because I li- I read the book. Right. Devil in the all White right, City. All right, all right. So Read it relax, now. Relax. I've told you about it. <laughs> get all wound up and not even to booze news yet. Jesus Christ. I know. What do we, I'm waiting for you to get us out of this. All right. Can we do the booze news, please? Yes. Please. Please. Was sent to us by James Bishop. And if you have a booze news theme, email it to the sloppy boys podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> nice. That was an original composition, it sounded like. Yeah, that was kind of punk rock style. Yeah, that was that was intense. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of the LA punk scene that I used to be involved in. Mike, you're wearing yeah. a shirt of the 930 Club, which is the DC punk scene. That's right. Oh, I mean, that's the scene I meant I was part of. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was never a part of the punk scene, except for the sloppy boys. Some people have described as punk music. Sure, sure. Have yeah. you guys ever seen the decline of Western civilization? I never the have. The Ramones. No, it's uh, directed by I want to say Penelope Penelope Spheris, who directed Wayne's World. But is that the Ramones documentary? No, eh, the, it's like the Ramones one like... is uh, end of the century. This one is a little more classic. It's a. Uh, oh. It's about yeah. It's about it's about a bunch of bands. It's about the punk scene. Yeah. The first one is about Black Flag, Circle Jerks, The Germs, ah. stuff like that. And then the Maybe second I one is about seen. like, the second one's about like Ozzy and Megadeth. Ah. Um, I saw the third one the other day. It's great. But it's more about gutter punks in LA, like unhoused youth of the 80s and 90s or like, no, of, of like 94. I see. You know, what's a very interesting career is Penelope Spheris because... That's like a documentary, but then she went on to direct like Black Sheep. You know, she did like Hmm. Beverly Hillbilly. Oh, Wayne's World is the big one I'm trying to think of it. And that's really cool uh, to become really good at big studio comedies. Wow. Beverly Hillbillies, Little Rascals. (laughs) Really dominated by two female movie directors, Amy Heckerling, Penelope Spheris, did a lot of really big 80s and 90s comics, Um, huh? Yeah. Gadoosh. And so did... Uh, And a lot of kind of like... Yeah, that's interesting. Stuff that you almost think of as like dude touchstones movies. That's cool. And a woman directed Billy Madison, too. Yeah, Tamara Davis directed uh, Half-Baked. Yeah, uh, Tamara Davis. Oh, did she do Billy Madison, too? Yeah, Half-Baked and Billy Madison. It's uh, Mike D's wife. Really? Cool. Wow, cool. Wild. 
That is, those are two huge comedy movies, like, like you guys were just saying, I was kind of half listening because I was looking up stuff, but yes, I agree with your points, completely! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, talk about what movies that, they're not just comedies, like, those are, those are comedies that loom large in the minds of boys like Generation us. defining. Right, yeah. right, right. I love that, um, Tommy Boy is my favorite, but, uh, like, Tommy Boy, uh, Happy Madison, uh, uh, Happy Gilmore, Happy <laughs> Madison, yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, Wayne's World and stuff like that. I love the era of comedy that we grew up with, where the they're scored with like these big scores, you know, mm-hmm. like they're like dumb bro stoner comedies, but there's like, yeah. dun, 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 and it's like <laughs> yeah. they're they're like that's these exactly adventures. the notes. <laughs> those are exactly the notes I was thinking. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, dun, dun. and then it's like they're really sweet. Like like Tommy Boy is a very sweet movie they're like yeah. family yeah. execution of movies where the premise is like a shithead wants to fart <laughs> and <then laughs> they make like a big sweet movie out of it farley didn't want to be like a brake pad guy growing up but uh tommy boy is so chris farley like you understand him in uh, yeah. a capsule that it's almost like a judd apatow uh semi-autobiography yes yeah interesting it's the original uh king of staten island and <laughs> It, it, they did. I mean, yeah, like uh, Chris Farley did have like a big fat Midwestern dad that he idolized. And um, so there's not brake pads, but uh, there there's certainly like the Tommy character was written for him. There's a weird thing, though, with like screenplay credit and arbitration and stuff like I always thought that Tommy Boy was written by Fred Wolf, an SNL writer who was Chris Farley's good friend. But it's yeah. actually credited to Bonnie and Terry Turner. Who then? Who wrote a bunch of movies the and then created show. that '70s show? But they were like, they were Lauren Michaels' hot shit writers, and then went on to be big in their own right. But like, they're credited as the Tommy Boy writers, I believe. But I think Fred Wolf may have probably written a lot of the jokes we know and love. Interesting, Wolf, Wolfie. Hmm. God, you sound like me when I'm at Spago and the the chef won't come out to give me <laughs> my food. Wolfie, get out here. Tell me how you made it. Is that it for booze news? <laughs> how'd you how'd you make it in the culinary scene? We haven't gotten uh, wait, to wait. Well, yeah, we what's the gotten to story one from booze news? Oh, here's this. Well, I want to do some kind of cool, which is um, nice. Some, sometimes I'm scouring the news media for booze news. Other times we're out there pounding the pavement, talking to people, getting getting okay. getting the sense wasn't seen. Now, sure, Mike. This I'm looking at you, dude. I recently. I believe last week on the podcast was making an early prediction saying we've done the drizzling of the Amari into the different, into the spritzes and stuff like that. Thank you. But now that spring has sprung in 2023, I was support, kind of predicting that berry liqueurs yes. were going to start getting drizzled into drinks in a modern fashion. And what happened this weekend? You texted me that you met a man who said a thing about this type of thing right that is right what would what care to uh, share what was said what was said? oh yes of course I'd love to know <laughs> that's our show i'm hanging out with haskell's brother and haskell and they're telling his, his brother matt is telling me about something called what was the name of it now i'm forgetting but it's beer. creme de cassis what uh yeah 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 a cure beer creme de cassis mixed with uh the champagne of beers <gasps> High life. <gasps> Beautiful. This is exactly like the evolution 
from the Aperol spritz to the spaghetti. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I'm talking about. You got a bottle of creme de cassis and you're going to dribble it into a Miller High Life. You're going to have a Kier beer. Oh, ho, ho. look it's what I found. Folks. I looked at the Kier wiki because remember I mentioned that there's a lot of alts down at the bottom on Wikipedia for the Kier. Yeah. And we mentioned the pink Russian where you sub out uh, instead of the wine, you use milk, which is a little bizarre. Mm-hmm. Right under it. It has a listing for the Tarantino, made with oh. lager or light ale, a.k.a. a Kier beer. Nice. Why, ta- why, why, Tarantino? why Tarantino? Interesting. I wonder if he, hmm, ho. He, ho. He, I, had, ho. Um, I had the Tarantino margarita at Casa Vega in the Valley where uh, where they go and get drunk in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They, they've got a special Tarantino margarita. I'm seeing... This I just looked up Kier beer really quickly. I don't think it's like I think it's like uh, there's all different types of recipes for it. So we should do a Kier beer next week and sort of make our own look look up recipes and stuff, but see what we can. Yeah, make I kind of want yeah. I want to just take a bottle of High Life and drizzle in just half an ounce of creme mm-hmm. de cassis. I think, uh, but uh, let's be honest, dudes, Chambord would be very good. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big one. Any blackberry liqueur, I think, will work here. And I'll tell you what. I remember last year we did a we we made quite a meal of the spaghetti. I feel Mm -hmm. like the spaghetti was sort of having a moment. I don't remember if it was. Did we call it the drink of the summer last year? We think it won that, didn't it? It might have been called. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to continue. And we kind of said beers with things in them, and it's continue as far as hitting the mainstream. Um, contest winner and uh, corrector Neil Campbell texted me the other day. He was in San Diego to see a play and he went Ooh. to a bar and the spaghetti was on the menu. So we're talking about spaghetti showing up in print on menus. It's no longer wow. just a funny thing for people in Baltimore. It's coast to coast mainstream now. Nice. When you guys when you guys are at a bar, are you looking at the menu to see what drinks they have? Or are you ordering? I guess it depends on the bar. Are you looking at like their their pre-made or pre-designed cocktails? Yeah. I'll or are you, you do. doing But but I like to see some classics on I there. look at the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see a bunch of long punny sentence names that piss me off mm-hmm. and yep. then I say, "Can I have a rum and diet?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I tend to unless it's like a really good cocktail bar where I I kind of want to see what they're up to. I kind of just look at it and go, "I don't know what any of these are" and then say my own thing. That's why you go to the Dresden. That's yeah. where they have a, a couple silly ones if you want to have a forgetting Sarah Marshall or whatever. Fernetting Sarah Marshall. Fernetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> it's so funny, though. Their whole menu is classic classics and then fernetting Sarah Marshall. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good that they. they it's do it because that way. it's like a tropical drink with fernet. So you try, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that's like a Hawaii, Hawaiian movie kind of. Yeah. Oh, there's also a great one at. Um, Tim, have you been to Bolero? It's just south of Alma's, our favorite cider bar. Bolero. Yay. No. Oh. Virgil Village, I have not been there. No. Damn. It is also a Fernet and Coke and Lime. I bet you it's very similar to the Fernetting Sarah Marshall. Mm. Um, yum, yum, yum. Oh, man, this just reminded <laughs> yum, yum. me. I just, I did the most obnoxious thing ever last week. I went to, I was at like a party, like a rap party for a TV show. And mm-hmm. I'm standing at the bar and the, the, the bartender's just not seeing me. You know, when, when you're standing there, you're kind of, hoping for some eye contact and you're not getting it. I was standing yeah. at one side of the bar and then, and that's fine. I'm patient, but I noticed people are like 
in the past, what you were told to not do has be kind of become the norm to do now where I thought you fan out and just stand at the bar, but people were lining up like at the mat, like by the brass rails where, Oh, where, like, really? I, you know, at like, at like ye rustic, they yell at you if you stand there. Yeah. But yeah. this place, a few people like five deep while I was already waiting, started to line up there and she was serving the people in this line. So I'm like, Oh fuck. It's been like, honestly 15 minutes this is not a busy bar but i'm gonna go line up and i go and i line up and she serves everyone then it gets to my turn and she looks over to where i was standing and there's a new lady and she says what can i get you and i (laughs) so i'm 20 minutes into trying to get a drink at an empty bar uh, she goes to this other lady. What can I get you? And I, I was so rude. I raised my hand. I go me, 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 me. And she looks over, and I go me, like mad. And she goes, okay, let me serve him first. And then I and and uh, friends I was with saw it, and I had to be like, I don't, I'm not normally. I don't. That's, that's not reflective of my character. That's not who I am. You understand? I was um, up there for a long time. That's what you gave guys the lady didn't a nice see. big tip because I felt guilty. But I, I yelled at a. I yelled at a lady. <laughs> Look, she's not experienced. If you're not supposed to court people standing in line at the brass rails and the mat, you're not supposed to encourage. Maybe now that. she learned a lesson that uh, that people at the brass rails at the mat were yeah. rude, like I was. Maybe she should fan out a little bit more. Tim, that's <laughs> not on you. You you just happen to be the white blood cell of society coming in to yeah. correct an error. Exactly. That's all that was. And What's really funny is for the lady who almost got a drink before me that was over where I had been, she didn't she didn't know nothing. She just walked up the bar and saw a big fat asshole being like, Me, 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 <laughs> feed me. Feed me. I was at a bar this weekend. Nice, nice cocktail bar. I got myself a martini. He made it fantastically. But um before he did that, we ordered a couple drinks. He brought mine out with the other drinks. And I said, oh, no. And he had it with a twist, with a lemon twist. I said, no, no, dirty. And he, and he like, I, I did say dirty because that's how oh. I ordered my drinks. And he took, it was it was busy, but he took it and just like dumped it in the sink. And he goes, you didn't say dirty. And I was like, oh. rude. Of all, rude. But I could tell he was, he didn't mean what he was saying. But I think that's like the first thing of like bartender, especially in a nice place, is just like whatever the whatever is said or not said. Uh, yeah, man, it's a hard yeah. job. It's a demanding job. We he all by himself get how, too, but it, and, and, and that. that he probably has been dealing with annoying people. It's all, it's a whole thing. I don't blame him, but yeah, yeah. You internalized that. I, I worked at a pizzeria forever for seven years. I, I could have strangled everybody that walked in there, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then while I was waiting for the drink, I was, <clears throat> so I was wearing that sweatshirt I have with the little, uh, on the on the breast, it says it's got the Curb Your Enthusiasm logo. Yeah. And this guy comes up to me and he goes, "Hey, I bet that drink you uh, you just ordered is gonna be pretty, pretty, pretty good." Uh, and I said, "Oh, uh, the sweatshirt." He said, "Ah." I said, "What's your name?" I think he said uh, it was Tom. <laughs> it was Tom. I think it was Tom. Was it Tom Cahill, my grade school friend? Could have been. Was it Tom Crop, Jeff's friend from high school? Yes. <laughs> it was two different Toms. <laughs> yes. Hey, Damn. we all have Toms in our past. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that nice? Wow. And Tims in our future. A past checkered with Toms. <laughs> <laughs> A trail of Toms marks his past. All right, is that it for booze news? Yeah. Did we even get to the booze news? Yeah, we did. It was Mike's Man. cure beer. Okay. <laughs> 
It seems like we talked about so many other things. That's good. It's zeitgeisty. It's good. All right. That's it for booze news. (gasps) (gasps) Yes, it's time we face down the drink of the day. Oh, shit. Now, last I recalled, some shit went down last week. Yes. Last week's episode was going off without a hitch. Beautiful it was episode. Nice. <laughs> and then what happened, I don't know if you remember, there was like a little bit of like a tech kerfuffle. And then we, yeah. there's sort of like an audio message invaded the broadcast. Yeah. I'll play it. I'll play it because I have it handy. Boys, boys, boys. I don't like being lied to. There's been so much talk of citric acid and acid-adjusted orange juice and so little action. I've tried so hard to be patient. Maybe what you need is a little push. It would be a shame if something terrible happened to someone near and dear to you. Guys, guys, it's Joe. Joe Saunders. <coughs> you gotta help me. I'm in some sort of chemical plant. Enough! <laughs> the game wow. is simple, sloppy boys. Either you make an acid-adjusted cocktail, or I do a little acid-adjusting of my own. <laughs> I look forward to your next episode. Oh, oh damn. I... <laughs> I forgot Saunders has been tied up all week. Yeah, so it seems yeah, like guy, Joe's yeah. been chained up above a vat of acid for a week. And and we said he's he's a family man, so that's bad for him. Yeah. He's got it's a wife for anybody. Kid. Joe Saunders of Breadcast fame, a uh, mm-hmm. great bread podcast. TV and, writer. Uh, TV writer. And so Tennis player, is, I play tennis with him from time to time. That's true. That's true. So we had to come up with an acid-adjusted cocktail because, look, it's true. We have... The meats. Frequently brought up the the idea that, you know, I, I got myself some citric acid. I was very excited about it. And we'd heard about bartenders that have been putting citric acid in orange juice to bring it up to the acidity of a lemon juice. Hell yeah. To uh, make orange juice less quote unquote flabby, as they say, to take mm-hmm. out the water weight of an orange juice, but keep the orange flavor. Mm. Now, a lot of people on Discord have quite honestly taken shots at us for not following through and i think uh, <laughs> the trickster is uh shares their sentiments <laughs> okay Damn he me. he most likely is on the discord sort of what we what we kind could of be. figured out could be well he'd have to be a paying patron in that case that's kind of weird right he, he really the trickster really escalated his villainy because the first time he visited us he was very intimidating but he basically gave us a nice gift and we smoked our cocktails and had a good time this time our friend might get submerged in acid and die. So this is just, it's, there's more stakes to it this time. Oh, right. Yeah. And he was a nice, he was nice the first time. And he is a fan, the, the trickster. Yeah, he's a fan. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why you keep saying he's nice. He's not. Well, he was. <laughs> no, all right. I know. I know. He's, he he's comes mean. across. He's mean. mean. He's mean. He's mean. I know he's mean. <laughs> well, he's smug. He he's not like, nice. Boys, boys, boys. Yeah. yeah. Also, I do think if I'm going to ding, if I'm going to, you know, 
give notes on the trickster. Sure. Uh, he kind of got away from rhyming. That was a big thing early on. It was a lot of rhymes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Eh, maybe he'll come back maybe to Maybe he that. was in a poetry class at the time. And, and rhymes and riddles. No such thing this time. He's just kind of talking right to you. I noticed on this this uh, time we talked to the trickster, I noticed he says the word and very quickly. He and. Said, yeah, he says and. Mm, interesting. Maybe we'll something get something interesting. I don't know if that's his real voice or if his real voice is distorted by something, but yeah. uh, it's, it seems like he's... Well, maybe the phonetics lab down at uh, LAPD can sort of use that to track him down. Yeah, that's perfect. That's what I'm thinking. That's, that's what they good. need. That's what I'm sort of thinking. Okay. There's this guy. He says and really quickly. Run <laughs> it. And he's got Joe. He has, a, he has some sort of uh, voice speeder, and it makes the word "and" real fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also, uh, every, thanks everybody for jumping on hashtag Don't Dunk Joe. Yeah. I don't think it worked because, um, mm. as far as we know, Joe is still held captive. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if he's dunked or not. So, I mean, he, be- he better not be dunked. Yeah. We didn't get this all these ingredients so that our friend could be dunked. <laughs> So what are we going to do? Our friend is about to get dunked. We're scared. We're, our hands are shaking. And we have to make a drink using the acid to just... What are we doing? What do we... What? All right. We, we talked about this and we said, like, what's a good drink to do? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we got to drink this thing. What's a simple one that all the slop heads can get on board and do themselves at home? And have fun. And we came up with the acid-adjusted whiskey sour. Mm. Yeah, because we said, if you're going to use citrus in a drink, the most bare-bones, straightforward thing is a sour of some sort. And the most popular sour is a whiskey sour because let's be honest, it's whiskey, lemon juice, simple syrup. Yes. So if we wanted to make an orange whiskey sour. Right. And swap out that lemon juice, it's kind of the nice, it's the best taster because it's simple. So I've only, I don't know about your herd head situations on this, but I only heard about acid adjusting within the last year. I heard about it from our friend, celebrity bartender, Jack Schramm. Mm -hmm. And the only time I've actually had it was he was doing a a solid wiggles pop-up at Thunderbolt in Filipino town out here. And I went and I had a delicious drink he made where he he adjusted the, uh, the OJ with acid so it wasn't so flabby. I think I had that same thing, Tim. Well... Damn. So the the goal here, this acid, do we want to talk about what's in it, Jeff? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, I, we had to do a little research. So I just searched acid-adjusted orange juice. And one of the first hits I found was vinepair.com's article, which you can all find. And it's a great breakdown. And it's called uh, the title of it is Bartenders Are Acid-Adjusting Citrus for Completely Customized Cocktails. Ooh, customized. And who should pop up but Jack Schramm. Nice. The man himself. He says, quote, Acid adjusting is the process of adding either citric acid or citric and malic acids to a juice with low titratable acidity, i.e. pineapple, grapefruit, or orange juice, the flabby ones, to bring the total acid level to the same as that of lemon or lime. That's a pretty nice little breakdown. Lower down in the article, they list these ratios. And the one that we're looking at is bringing orange to lemon. Mm-hmm. That requires 52 grams of citric acid powder per liter. So if you have a liter of orange juice, you add 52 grams of citric acid powder, which we all have. We all managed to get our citric acid. Yeah, you guys, we we ordered citric acid on uh, Amazon. It's Amazon. Very Anybody can get it. Yeah. And what we're doing here is we're just turning OJ into something that's as sour as lemon juice, so it can be used in a cocktail as you would with lemon juice. So hopefully, once we've made that adjustment, I made mine earlier today. 
Me too. Ooh, I have not made one. Then uh, we should just be able to follow the normal IBA recipe for the whiskey sour, which is as follows. Hmm? 45 mil bourbon whiskey, shot and a half. 25 mil fresh lemon juice. 20 mil sugar syrup. 20 mil egg white optional. Pour all ingredients into a cocktail shaker filled with ice. Shake well. Strain into a cobbler glass. If served on the rocks, strain ingredients into an old-fashioned glass filled with ice. Mm. I'm going on the rocks. Note. Me too. If egg white is used, shake a little harder to release and incorporate the foam (laughs) from the egg white. Garnish with half an orange slice. Ooh, so we picked good. We picked good. And maraschino cherry. Oh, yes, the cherry. Beautiful. Now, here's a weird thing, slopheads. You'll notice all of those measurements were milliliters or ounces, you know, that type of thing. But -hmm. when it comes to this citric acid, it's a powder. We're talking grams. We're talking weight. I flipped my shit this morning when I realized I didn't even give it any thought. We're talking weight, not volume. So I texted celebrity bartender Jack Schramm and I said, whoa, 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 hold on, dude. We got acid. We're adjusting. But we can't just measure that out with our milliliter cup measuring cups. We're gonna have to weigh this. And he texted back, "Yes, you got you gotta weigh it. You get you need to have a little scale like you weigh drugs with if you're a drug dealer, and then you you weigh it, and we're you're going by weight. But now Jeff, you weighed it and you found that the weight of the grams was pretty similar. A gram of this powder kind of weighed like a milliliter of yeah. space." Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I put 52 grams into a measuring glass, and it looked about 50 milliliters. How about that? Okay. Now, now and I'm are gonna you do... sure we're talking grams and not milligrams? Yes. Great. Of that I am sure. Great. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, because I don't want to make a whole liter of this stuff, because I don't need no. a liter of acid So I'm going to do half. Uh, so I'm going to do a half a liter, which is 500 milliliters. Right. And then... 26 so that means milliliters. 20, yeah, 26, 26 milliliters. milliliters. Or our Jeff, I mean, you, wait. We said for 52 grams, it was 50 milliliters. So do 25, yeah, so 25. milliliters. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but but everybody, go go to go to vinepair.com, read this article, and use this scale. It says it's 52 grams to a liter. Do your own math. 52. If you if you got a scale, weigh it out, man. Yeah. Or order the exact same. Um, acid powder that we got off Amazon. Jeff, do you know the brand? The one I got right here is called Plant Guru. Okay. Well, if you get Plant Guru, know that it's about 50 milliliters worth of that for a liter. Nice. I fucked up so bad, dude. I, I wanted to fresh squeeze my OJ so that it would be just like a lemon. Yeah, yeah. I did all mm. the work. I squeezed a quarter of a, uh, a liter of OJ and it was delicious. And then I dumped... 50 milliliters worth of powder into that and i f- had forgot to cut that into a quarter because i Ooh. only should have put 12 and a half so oh, i had to go shit. back to the store buy a second bag of oranges ooh, and ooh, ooh. and even on the second time i think i put a little too much powder but i tasted it it tasted delicious fresh squeezed and sour like lemon juice so i was happy oh nice. wow i'm so happy you fresh squeezed all those oranges i chickened out i just went with a simply that'll work a simply orange but here's the thing folks my simply is exactly, pretty much, a third of a liter. So the math was really easy. Oh, yes, yes. How yes, about that? that? I just dumped Oof. in 17 grams. Okay, we got to make right. this drink. I'm enough, enough math talk. Let's go make some drinks, and these suckers can listen to the ads. Nice. Great. Peace. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Sloppy Boys is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey folks, Mike Hanford from the Sloppy Boys here, and I wanted to ask you, do you ever have this feeling like you got to get something off your chest? You know, you're walking around with something and you get, I just got to tell someone this. I just got to fix this thing. It happens to us all. We all carry around these different stressors, big and small. That's just how it is. But when we keep bottling it up, it can start to affect us negatively and that's not good. But therapy is here to help. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work on whatever's weighing you down. Now look, you know me, I've been to therapy, I'm the therapy guy, I love it. And I gotta say, it does help when you go in there and talk to the therapist and say, you know what, my two co-hosts piss me off on a daily basis, I've got, it's weighing me down, what am I gonna do? That of course is a joke example, but you get what I'm saying. You can tell the therapist what you're feeling and they'll help you learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Now listen to this. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's right, you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's pretty good. So folks... Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SloppyBoys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SloppyBoys. Go in there, talk to somebody, get it off your chest, have a great time. With acid-adjusted orange juice, whiskey sours in hand. Wow. Looking beautiful. Jeff went coop glass. Mike, you went rocks? Roxy boy. I'm the Roxy boy. I went rocks as well, but I got to tell you, I fucked up.
Why? You know how my first batch of I I squeezed a whole bag of oranges and I put too much acid. Uh-huh. My second round, I squeezed too many oranges because I was absent-minded. Maybe back I to squeezed, flabby. I I squeezed a half liter of oranges and then used like a quarter liters worth of acid. I realized that, but then I tasted it. And you know, I told you I thought I maybe put too much powder. It tasted like the the amount of sourness that lemon juice should. So I quit while I was ahead. I didn't monkey with it. I'm just okay. going to taste this and see if this is. We're okay. not the math boys, folks. No. Yeah, we're the stupid assholes. I did my acid adjusted and I took a sip of it. And I was like, "Whoa, that is nuts!" That you just put a little powder in something and it makes it taste like a lemon. A lemon. Yeah. Um, All right, here we go. Here we go. Sips. Oh wow! Mm. Oh, Timmy Kalpakis. <laughs> the last name got in there. Interesting. <laughs> oh, Timmy Kalpakis. Now, my my, I I do think that my I I, sh- I do need some more acid in here because mine is a little. With all of that simple syrup, it's mine is veering sweet, but it's very fun to be. Drinking a whiskey cocktail that's got an orange flavor to it. Damn. And I think we all did egg white. It looks like, Tim, you did. I did. I did not. See, I did egg white, but you might be thinking, Dutz chose to go up instead of on ice? What the fuck? What's wrong with him? Whiskey sour is one of the few drinks that I will get up when I'm out. When you go to the Dresden... you don't like up and you don't like a cocktail glass. You don't like walking around the room with a stemmed glass. It's too tippy. It's too tippy. <laughs> but it's good for this. And also, one thing the bars do often is they'll do a little Angostura spray on top, give you a little design. Ah. You've seen that. Hey, is I was just having this conversation with somebody, and I'm not close enough to my Angostura bitters to check it. Is there alcohol in Angostura or Pichot's? Yes. Yes, yeah. both. A tiny bit. Trinidad Sour, tiny. Mike. Not, not even a tiny. It's, it's very alcoholic. You're just, it's 80 you, proof. You're just used to using very little. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to um, talk to these people. I don't even remember who it was, but I said it. Let me ask you guys this. I'm trying to find the culprit here. My first sip was quite divine. As yeah. I'm sipping, you know when you drink a diet beverage? Yeah. And you keep going and you're like, this is actually kind of nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is cloyingly sweet in a way that I could, I will blame on my mistake, but it almost is like, it doesn't just, it, maybe my simple syrup is really strong or something because this almost tastes like one of those fake diet drinks that's like crazy fake sweet, like it has a Splenda packet in it or something. I don't know what's going on over here. Hmm. I wonder if, I mean, are we, is this kind of like fake lemon juice? what we're doing so maybe it's just like because it's not coming it's just the acid the it's not no fake sweetener oh well, yeah the acid. now is there a chance that you you use too much citric acid tim you would know right because you, you had it when it was really well, i have the other batch i have the uh, what could i if i wish i had a math brain but i've what i've got is i have some orange juice that is quadruple the amount of acid that i need then I have some hmm. orange juice that's half the amount of acid I need. If add I them mix together. them together, you add them together. <laughs> but if I add Why them together, not? it won't make it correct. It'll it'll be like it'll be still. I don't fucking know. It'll be different. That's good. I How don't humiliating! Taste, I, like I felt my brain try to think there for a second. You need no. a calculator and a graph that says what to what. Yes. 
Anyway, I, uh, I'm tasting this, and I'm saying to myself, it's very tart. Mine's tart. Mine's I'm not perfect. Tasting the, I'm not tasting the whiskey as much. As Mine is much. Dresden ready, baby. Look what I got. What type of whiskey did you guys use? Makers. I went um, to a place. It was. It's kind of a wine shop type of a place, and I got something. Something called from American Distilling Company. Interesting. It looks cool. kind of like a an indie batch. Classic oak cask. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was gonna. Don't sip it straight from the bottle, there, Mike. I was gonna the... buy some nice uh, uh, makers, which is my go-to. On the company dime as well, but it was really expensive. So I got I bought Jim Beam because a handle was only nineteen dollars. Jim Beam's not very good, but I was perusing my options and listen to this. Mm-hmm. In your your understanding, do you think of Jack Daniels as bourbon? Yeah, I guess no. so. Was yes. it technically Tennessee whiskey or something? Yeah, I I always just I always thought Jack Daniels was bourbon, but it when you look at it, it says Tennessee sour mash whiskey or something. And I just Googled it, and it says the Google results. Jack Daniels chooses not to call itself bourbon, but the historic brand applies for federal label approval under the class of bourbon. And Tennessee oh. whiskey is listed as straight bourbon in North America. Blah, blah. And then there's other ones. I don't know the difference between a Jim sour Beam has mash. bourbon right on the label, label, right? Right. So that's why I bought it. Damn, I like using I like whiskey in a in a cocktail with with fruit. You know, you uh, you often have old fashions and Manhattans, but when you do, you know, when a bar does almost like a tiki ish drink, something with like pineapple and whiskey, I always love it. Sure, Mm -hmm. I think you should liven up any whiskey drink with a twist of like a lemon or an an orange or a lemon twist. Get it going. This definitely has a. Much more of a sharp taste than the rounder old-fashioned I'm used to. So you've got a lot of... Uh, well, not the, the, the rounder whiskey sour you're used to? Oh, 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 no, sorry. I, I'm thinking of a rounder old-fashioned. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I, for a second, thought I made myself an old-fashioned. <laughs> Here's what I'm wondering might be the problem with mine. Yeah. If mine is maybe... If it's, if it's not acidy enough... I yeah. put a fucking raw egg white in this thing, and the acid is what cooks the egg white. So I might be like tasting raw egg, okay. and I maybe didn't cook. Maybe Ten. I didn't have enough acid to cook the egg. When I got this citric acid, I was just like, I'm just going to throw some in a cocktail. And after a quick Google, it said, don't just throw some in a cocktail because it's acid, and you don't want it in your fingers, and you don't want it in your eyes. You're going to burn yourself if you're not careful. However, okay. in your case... I think you should take a pinch of citric acid and just sprinkle it in there so you don't get salmonella. Yeah. Ooh. I'm sad. Just give it a little toot. Yeah, but Rocky, uh, Rocky used to eat the eggs. It worked salmonella. out for me. I ended up marrying Adrian. Hey, <laughs> hey, no spoilers. I haven't seen the movie. Well, that's in the cold open. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Nod. Well, uh, would you change anything? Mm. It sounds like Tim's got a lot to change. I change there. who my two co-hosts are. Oh, I'm going to start from scratch. I'm going to I'm going to put more acid into my OJ. I'm going to make a a second round that's real and good. I'm putting Great. some more. I'm going to put some uh, some of those uh, maraschino cherries uh, liquid in there. Ooh, some of the juice. Yeah, I like the juice. <laughs> oh, you like the juice? Yeah, All I right, like the juice. folks, we're going to go make a second round while you 
open up your wallet and buy every single thing on the advertisement slate. Thanks for doing that, everyone. Thanks, folks. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now we're back with round two, acid-adjusted, orange juice, whiskey sours. I just did rocks. Beautiful. Tim, looking much better. How you feeling? Looking much better. I I fixed my acid and I used less egg. Sure. Measuring yes. out 20 mil is kind of um well, it's nice that it's they give you a measurement for this one, but 20 yeah, right. mil of egg white is uh is a lot. Is difficult to wrangle. It's a lot. Yeah. Tim, what's your shirt there? You're a yellow shirt just like your drink. What is the on the shirt there? <laughs> this shirt says 3 o'clock rock. We did a um Ooh. A birthday boy show at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco during SF Sketchfest one year. And uh, a nice man came up to me at the t-shirt table and said, hey, I teach music classes here in town. And I show my drum students Keeping the Beat. My oh, classic, yeah. classic sketch, <laughs> Keeping the Beat. Look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen good satire in a while. Um and he said, "I hear uh, I want to give you this shirt. This is my music school where I teach kids music, and uh, so it's a little. It's a girl playing drums, and I loved the shirt, and I I jog in it all the time. There you go. Nice. Are you are you coming from a jog now? Are you post jog? I haven't really been jogging much in the last week. I fell off. It's, I don't know what it is. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I just don't have the time. <laughs> See, Tim, this is why M Drive doesn't sponsor you. It's true. 
You're not putting in the work. But well, they did M-Drive did eventually give in and send me more free product. I'm back on the drive. I guess you're right. My, think, my thought process is if I drink enough M-Drive, I don't have to run anymore. <laughs> enough, yeah. Bingo. I'm laying around on the couch just sucking down shakes all day. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty boy. Here's the thing to think about, though, as a podcast. Listeners, is it is it interesting when we call out each other's t-shirts and haircuts? Do people ah. does, does, do the listeners like that, or is that lazy, low-hanging fruit? I wonder. Here's the thing, Why, because though. we've talked about your summer do my t-shirt and Mike's nine thirty club t-shirt. Yeah, I this hope is but they one. lead to more things. If I was just like, "Oh, Tim, that's a nice t-shirt," he was like, "Thanks." Yeah, that would be different. But it led to a story. I guess so. Yeah, there's the human elements, I suppose. I guess from now on, I'll be like, oh, you, Jeff, your voice is sounding different. <laughs> it's because I'm going through changes, Mike. Ch-ch-ch-changes! All right, can we, can we sip? David Bowie, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> David Bowie. Sips. Sips. I already took my sip. We don't do that on the second round. Really? I don't wait ah. for it. Second round sips are... Oh, sips. oh, it's delectable. Unless you're doing something really weird, then you you know, like, oh, I put a whole different liquor yeah, that's in here. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm already feeling this drink. I'm getting... Me I'm too. Acting. I'm hot-faced. Nice. Nice. Okay. Much improved. I taste a lot more uh, orange for some reason, probably because I cut down on the egg. But still... Something's not right. I think it's just too much. Maybe my simple syrup's too strong, or maybe I don't like Oh, didn't you say that you had mold growing in your simple syrup? I threw that out. I bought a new one. Okay. What are simple syrups supposed to be? Is is it half sugar, half water? Yes. Mm One to one. I don't know, man. This this tastes like I'm drinking Splenda. I can't get to the bottom of it. Hmm. Perhaps you ought to stick with just a whiskey sour. Yeah. Maybe the egg is throwing you. Yeah. But that's all the time we have for the drink for today. It's time to log our final thoughts. Mm. Mm. Mike, you want to start? This is a not order again for me. What? I, I'm not a big, huge whiskey sour guy as it is. And uh, I would do the acid adjusted with, I would like to see it back to back with a professional making it. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of these, you, you sort of wonder, like, I did okay, but what would a pro do? This one is like, I, the science is all crazy. It's a bit, this is a big science uh, episode for us today. And it, in the blowout, we're talking science. We're talking AI in the science. Oh, yeah. Folks, check out in, the, in the AI blowout. <laughs> uh, blowout. Yeah, so that's interesting. We're getting very popular mechanics vibes these days. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Timothy, your thoughts? Submit them. I'm going to say that I think I made it wrong and I assume all responsibility, but this is bad. Wow. But would you order it again? Because when I tasted, when I tasted my OJ just now, I was like, yeah, man, that is an orange flavor, delicious, fresh squeezed orange juice. That's as sour as lemon juice. So I can't, I don't know why this is weird. I think I just too much simple syrup. I blame the IBA's recipe. I'll amend mine to make it make it a little more clear. This, what I made today here, this thing I have designed, I would not order this again. <laughs> okay. But I would order this drink again. This here that I designed? 
This is not order it again for me. Man, well, I hope, uh, I mean, I hope Joe's fate doesn't hang on us liking the drink. Oh, no, that, it was. Uh, no, we just were supposed to make just drink. Yeah, it. that's what I understood it as. Um, I'll say I adore it. I think it's a great twist mm. on a, a drink. Mm. I am a big whiskey sour guy. That's something I get quite often. I'll, I'll get it at Lily's Bar oh. near the old 101. I'll get it at the Dresden, aforementioned. Is Lily's Bar the old, uh, What's the old mini bar? Mini bar, yeah, that was a cool place. Is a cool place. So it remains a cool place. And what's 101 called now? It's called the Clark Street. Yeah, Clark Street Diner. Clark That's Street Diner. I really enjoy getting whiskey sours and old fashions at dive bars that are not going to make them fancy. And I love like the Roost or Drawing Room getting a whiskey drawing sour. Room. It's it's just whiskey and sour mix. I love it. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, I would do this. And I think, you know, if you're a big time slop head and you're going to make a bunch of weird drinks, it's not a bad idea to have some citric acid around. Also, they say this can be used for canning. Get into some canning. Oh, canning could be fun. Preserving, you know? <laughs> make yourself a jam. Ooh. Or you can use it to uh, clean or make soap. Or you can listen to the, th- the jams we've already made on our three albums. Well, this is some tasty jams. <laughs> Did somebody what was that? somebody's phone buzz? Oh, Jeff, I, I think you're getting a tech or a call. Oh, actually, oh, I missed a call from Joe. Oh. oh, hey guys, it's Joe. I just want to say thanks for making that cocktail and saving me from the trickster. I'm back home with the family now, <laughs> and everyone's a little shaken up, but I, I think we're going to be okay. Anyway, let me know if you want to grab a drink sometime. I'm around. Also, Mike, whenever you're back in L.A., we got to play tennis. Okay, look, I'll talk to you later. Take it easy. Bye. Wow, he's oh. already back home. Oh, my Just God. So, so laid back for someone who's being held by a supervillain <laughs> and almost dunked in a vat of acid. He's Joe's, a, Joe's an even keel guy. That's what you love about him. I, I will say with a little bit of guilt that um, throughout this whole episode, as we were, I was worried more about making this drink collect. I kind of forgot about Joe and his fate. Yeah. You did? It was always on the top of my brain. You did? You forget that here? <laughs> you say that about forgetting now? Uh, yeah, well, hey, good. Great that Joe's back. I'm, uh, I wonder if we're going to hear from the trickster himself anymore, though. Mm, probably not. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I can't imagine why we would. Nah, he, yeah. he let Joe go and he has no nothing to say about that's it. probably going to be it for a while yeah that's <laughs> interesting i kind of would have thought we would have got a boys boys <laughs> boys but instead it was just joe calling yeah i actually i'm kind of yeah. relieved i don't know if i could you know, hear that voice again <laughs> yeah me too me too me too that's our show follow us on social media at the sloppy boys where we release these recipes ahead of time and if you can't get enough sloppy boys go to patreon.com slash the sloppy boys and unlock Every episode for five dollars of the Sloppy Boys Blowout, the real show where we talk about the shit we really care about. Nice, like for example, that AI Drake song and that AI Oasis album, and all sorts of AI music and what it means for the future. Yes, yeah, because we're sort of like a uh, we are that type of podcast that we see how tech shapes society, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we, we make our predictions based on the data we have. Sure, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good episode, guys. Yes, and to you and yours. Great stuff. And a great episode. You were listening at home. Aw. Bye, folks. Thank you. Later. Bye. Bye.